Hey, welcome to Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegriff, and I am not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. And in fact, I want to share a story with you today about how I am trying to be a better dad. Something happened between me and my son, and when most of you hear it, you're going to be like, oh man, because <laughs> you're going to think about what you would have done in that situation. But I have to say, I'm pretty proud of myself and how I handled it, but that's not what this is going to be. This is not going to be me boasting about myself. This is going to be me sharing a personal story with you, and hopefully it inspires you and motivates you to be a better dad too, but I am going to extract three principles that I want you to take with you in your quest to be a better dad every single day, because it's not just about me doing it, and it's not just about you doing it by yourself. It's about us doing it together, and that's the mission, so that together we can better father our future. So I'll get to the story. Hopefully it's piqued your interest. But before we get to that, newsflash, everyone knows it's hot. Make the best of the heat. You've got tons of opportunity, even though it's hot, to have fun with your family. Today, I had to fix some sprinkler heads in the yard. Lots of fun, right? We made it fun. While I'm testing the sprinklers, the kids are running through the yard, having a heyday. And we also had some water balloons that looked like grenades because my son saw them on my wife's phone while she was shopping on Amazon. She caved and bought them. So we had a family water balloon fight and that was a lot of fun. So what I'm trying to say is, yeah, it's hot, it's miserable, but you can still have a lot of fun as a family. So look for areas day to day that you can have fun with your kids. And these will be the little things that they remember and take with them. So that's extra. The real principles will come with the story. And this is what happened. So we had some family come up and stay with us for two or three days. And one of the cousins is a little older than Frankie. Again, he's five. So the cousin's probably eight or nine, somewhere in that ballpark. Well, they wanted to play the Wii. So I hooked the Wii back up in the media room and they're playing bowling. And then they want to try all the other games. So they moved on from bowling to boxing. Now, my son has a very unorthodox method, uh, but somehow he wins a lot. I actually posted a reel on Facebook if you want to go check that out. It is pretty funny. I would encourage you to watch that and give you a good laugh for the day. But while he's a little unorthodox, he, he wins a lot. He has beaten me every time we've played it up to the story, and... He played his cousin, he beat his cousin. He played his uncle, he beat his uncle. And then it was time for him to play me. Now, he and I have been playing games a lot more recently. He does not remember when he beat me at the age of three or whatever he was in boxing. Again, he's just kind of doing this number, and he wins. So, now we're playing boxing, and he knocks me down really early. I change up what I'm doing, and by that, I mean, I just started hitting random buttons. Well, it started to work somehow, some way. I guess I took his method. Anyway, I win the boxing match. Now, Frankie's number one goal in life right now is to beat Daddy in games. We play Mancala, and it's a fun game. I'd recommend it. Simple, strategic, and he has not beaten me yet. He's come close. And honestly, he could have creamed me once had he made the right move, but he's five, okay? I'm trying to teach him strategy, how to think, because he is super competitive. I am competitive, his mama is competitive, and he just got the best of both worlds. So he's competitive, and he's a bit like me when he loses, at least how I was when I was his age. I was a sore loser, and so is he. And his reaction to losing is not always... Not always perfect. 
Anyway, so I have beaten him in every match of Mancala, even in little games that are completely up to chance, like Hi-Ho Cherio. I've played him twice in that. It's literally a game of chance. You spin the little thing, and wherever it lands decides your fate. I've beaten him both times I've played. He is convinced that while I seem to win every single game, that somebody has to be able to beat me. And I tell him, like, hey, maybe I'm good at games, but I'm not the best. There's always somebody out there who's better than you who can beat you. Okay, so don't don't have this mindset of I'm always going to win. I'm always going to be the winner because that's that's not how life works. So, yeah, I'm trying to teach him things about life in the games, and that's a beautiful thing about games. But the point of the story is he's not beaten me in anything in quite a while. I'm going to come back to that and share a funny story about the tortilla cha- <laughs> tortilla challenge that we just did recently. But he's not beaten me in anything. He was hoping to beat me in boxing on the Wii. And when it didn't happen, he charged me. He came at me to just attack me. Well, I kind of nudged him back, got him to stop. Well, he started looking around, and here in the movie room, my wife has this big heat press because she likes to make shirts every so often, and she's got little rolls of vinyl, kind of like this. Now, this doesn't look too harmful, and if you're what, and if you're just listening, I invite you to watch it on YouTube. But this is a brand new roll of vinyl, and it probably weighs maybe a pound or two. And it's relatively soft, relatively squishy, but when thrown with enough force and the corner hits you in the eye, it can kind of hurt. And that's what my son did. He took this roll of vinyl, and he charged at me like this, and when I went to stop him, he launched it at me. He launched it at me, and he hit me right here, right next to my eye. Now, this is the part where I imagine most people listening are thinking, oh man, if my kid ever did that, that would be the end of their life. And I understand that impulse. I understand that reaction, because in that moment, I thought, dude, what are you doing? But when the emotions rose up, because I was mindful of this big goal of, hey, I'm trying to be a better dad every single day, right? There's a mission that I'm on. I stopped myself. I told Frankie, I said, okay, we're done playing the Wii. And when I said we're done playing the Wii, it went for everybody, okay? His uncle, his cousin, everyone left the room. I told Frankie to go to his room. And I walked in there with him, and I had the vinyl, and I asked him to hold it again. I asked him to tell me, do you think this is a little heavy? He said, a little bit. I said, feel the edges. I said, are they kind of sharp if you touch them right? He said, yeah. I said, do you think this feels really good if it's thrown kind of hard at someone's face? He said, no. Now, I told him, because I'm not opposed to spankings. Now, it hardly ever happens in our house. I mean, it is super rare. It's We probably hold some sort of a record because of how long it's been. But I told him, I was like, dude, this is probably what you deserve. You probably deserve to get some spankings because, you know, you were physical with me. You probably deserve kind of the eye for the eye punishment here. But that didn't happen. I didn't give him a spanking. I talked to him. I talked to him about playing games. And essentially what I did was... I grounded him from some things. I told him, I said, 
we're not playing the Wii. It's like you you can't you can't handle it. So I took that out of the equation, and I told him I said, if you have a problem, because he lost to other cousins and his uncle and other games, but when he loses to me, he has a different response. So I tried to I I told him I said, look, if us playing games is going to make you act this way, then we're going to take a little bit of a break because you need to understand that this is just a game. means nothing in life. So I took a moment to explain that to him. I probably talked to him for a good 20 to 25 minutes. I made him aware of some things. One, games are games. They don't mean anything. There's no reason for you to act this way when you lose. When you lose, there's always a lesson to be learned so that you can take that lesson and then eventually win. I told him a number of things. But the point of all this is to teach you some things, dads. Because in that moment, the reaction is revenge. There's an impulse to do to your child what they have done to you. There is ego and pride at play because I've got my brother-in-law, I've got another nephew in the same room, and now this has happened in front of them. They've seen my son assault me, and now kind of all eyes are on me. What's my response going to be? How am I going to handle this? Am I going to just let it happen? And so there's a lot that was going through my mind There was a lot that was kind of taking place in the room, and I had some options. I know a lot of people might have handled the situation right then and there. It would have just been, here's your whooping, don't you ever do that, raising the voice. And am I innocent of those things? No. There are times I raise my voice, and honestly, I know I've talked about it with other guests on the podcast before, but there's something about as a dad dealing with a son that it just pushes the button a lot easier. Again, I think it probably goes back to the concept of I've been there, I've done that, I've learned lessons. As a man, I want you to learn these lessons. And we we forget that they're young. We forget that they're kids. And we're trying to impose this adulthood masculinity on our children when they're just boys. That's another thing that we've got to be mindful of. But in this situation, how I handle things, there's three things that I want you to think about, give some thought to. The first thing is the power of communication. Now, yes, I could have given in to my impulse and to my emotional reaction in the moment, and I could have just reciprocated to him what he did to me. I could have done that. But If you're thinking to yourself, man, I would have just whooped my kid and I would have told him that you don't do this. Okay. I understand why you would want to do that, especially in the moment. But what we fail to realize sometimes is that when we just tell our kids no, we still don't make clear to them what they ought to do. They know that they should not do that, but what are they supposed to do? you've not given them any clear direction on what they're supposed to do. I think back to uh, A Faithful Father, an episode that I did a couple weeks ago. We define faith as not doing something. 
and I used the analogy of what if I told you that running is not walking and I asked you to go from A to B and don't run? Well, you wouldn't walk, but you could jump, you could slide, you could crawl, you could do a number of different things. And that's the point. When we don't specify what they need to do, how they need to handle a situation, how they need to think, what they need to do with their emotions, when we don't give them the the direction that they need, we haven't really accomplished anything. And there's power in communication. And this is why I took 25 minutes. It was time for us to have dinner, but I took our 20, 25 minutes and I talked to my son and I made sure that he understood some things. I made sure that he understood how he should handle that situation, what he ought to do. I made sure he understood the nature of games. You can be competitive. That's fine. That's a good thing. I want him to be competitive. I'm glad that he is, but he needs to know how to handle and navigate that competitive nature that he has. So we accomplished a lot in our conversation because there is power in communication. He learned from me what things he ought to be doing, the things that he needs to do, the things that he should be doing. It wasn't a, you don't do this. You don't throw this at your dad's head. You don't physically abuse people when you lose. It was, this is how you ought to handle things. So that's a lesson that I think we need to learn. There's kind of two, I guess, in that. One, the power of communication. But inside of that concept, specifying what is right. Your kids need to know what is right to do, what they ought to do. And that's one thing that is up to us. So let's take that as principle number one, power and communication. And what I'm pinpointing with communication in this instance is specifying right, specifying what is good. The second thing that I want you to extract from this is mindfulness. I state every time I start a podcast that I am trying to be a better dad every single day. I'm not a perfect dad. I understand that. I will never be a perfect dad. I acknowledge that as well. But I can be a better dad, and I can be a better dad every day, and so can you. But if we are not mindful of that, if we're not thinking about that, then it's not going to be on the radar. It'd be very easy if I was not trying to be a better dad to just be reactive and impulsive and to physically assault my son as 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 he has physically assaulted me. And then that makes me no better. That makes me not an example because he's already doing what I'm doing. So he's already reached his goal. There's no further need for him to develop beyond where he's at because he's just like his dad. That's one thing that we have to remember. We're We're setting a bar for our children. Now, while we don't need to set it beyond what our, we ourselves can actually obtain and try and make them go further than us, that's another discussion for another day, we also need to be realistic in where we do set it and that we actually do set it so that our kids have something to aspire to, that they know this is attainable. If daddy can do it, I can do it. So when you just act like a child, you accomplish nothing. But you have to be mindful. You have to be mindful of the fact that there's a greater cause, that there's a greater game that you are playing. And that is not just the moment that you exist in, but the long run, the long game of if I can be a better dad every single day and I can instill principles and good qualities and traits in my children, 
then I can make them an individual that's going to go out and impact other people and going to be a standout citizen in their community. And if enough of us can do that, then we we change the future. We leave a positive impression on the world. That's what we're doing, men. We are fathering our future by being better dads every single day in our homes. That's what we're doing with our children. And when all of these children go off into the real world, there's, there's going to be an impact. There's going to be a difference. So that's what we're doing. So you've got to be mindful of the greater good that's at stake. Be mindful of what's going on. Principle number two. But here's principle number three, and here's the one that I really want you to get today. You have to be in control of you. It's one thing to be mindful, but mindfulness without control does nothing. It's like potential. Someone can be super talented in an area, have a ton of potential, but if you don't actually work on the craft, but the potential takes you nowhere. Potential alone is worthless. It takes practice. It takes discipline. It takes dedication. It takes working on your craft or your talent. Maybe you're ahead of the curve. It doesn't matter. Other people will pass you up if they put in the work. So here's what I mean by being in control. You know right from wrong, but you still have the ability to choose the wrong thing to do. There are people who are addicted to cigarettes. Everybody knows that cigarettes are not good for you. Now, if you do it, if you smoke, I'm not condemning you, but you know that you're just hurting your body. You know that it's not good for your lungs. You know that you're putting yourself at risk for cancer. You know the bad side effects of smoking cigarettes. You are aware of these things. Everybody is. But there are still a number of people who make the decision to smoke. Even though they know it's not good. Even though they know it's bad. They still make the decision to do it. Because they're addicted. They're not in control. And this is what I want you to take today, is that you have to be in control of yourself. You. You have to be in control of you. Because if you're mindful of all these things, if when my anger and temper started to manifest itself after I got smacked in the face by my five-year-old son in the front of in in the midst, in the presence of my nephew and my brother-in-law, I could have completely given in to the impulse. But what good does that do? If I thought in my head, you know what, I need to be a better dad. I don't, I don't need to do this. This isn't going to do it, but I'm really angry. I'm going to do it anyway. You've accomplished nothing. Mindfulness in that case has done nothing. You've just thought about it and then said, I don't care. And you've done, and honestly, that's probably worse than not being mindful of it and just doing what you do. When you know what you should be doing and you still make the the conscious decision to not do it, think about it. These are the things and these are the principles that I want you to take out of this. Again, there's some things that in hindsight I probably could have said differently. I probably could have phrased some things differently. I was not flawless in how I handled this situation, but I didn't allow my emotions to overcome myself. I was still in control. I was mindful that 
There's something that I'm working on. There's a goal that I'm striving for. There's a mission that's greater than just me. And I can be a part of that by trying to be a better dad and trying to help my children as a father. I was mindful of that. I communicated as a response of that, but that only happened because I was in control of me. Because I said to myself, nope, not going to have a temper, not going to react, not going to be mad, not going to be angry about this. And as men, I understand anger is a big problem that we have. It's a reaction that that we immediately get when we feel like we lose control of a situation. Getting smacked in the face with a roll of vinyl by a five-year-old son that feels like losing control to me. So, yeah, would I have been justified? Maybe in the eyes of some. But in my eyes, as I'm striving to be a better dad every single day, and I'm mindful of that, no, it wouldn't have been right. So, being mindful, the power in communication, and being in control, none of that happens. The mindfulness, the communication, the actually teaching him lessons that he needed to learn does not happen if I'm not in control. So that is what I want you to take with you today. I want you to be in control of you. I want you to stay mindful of your weaknesses and of your flaws. Be self-aware enough to know where you need to improve. And when you are tested in those scenarios, stay in control. Make the decision that you need to make, not just for the sake of the moment, Don't let reactions overcome you. Don't let the emotions overwhelm you. Make the decisions that benefit the long game. Don't just try and navigate the battle. Remember, there's a war that's going on. Be the better dad. And be the better dad every single day. And I know you can do it. Now, I promised you that I was going to tell you about something. So we did the tortilla challenge. And... I don't know if you know how it goes. This is extra content, but the way it works, it's apparently it's this viral TikTok challenge. Not on TikTok yet, but anyway, I saw it, heard about it. So I played it with my son. The way I understand it is you basically play a game of rock, paper, scissors while holding water in your mouth. You have a tortilla in your hand, and whoever loses rock, paper, scissors gets smacked in the face by their opponent with a tortilla. And whoever spits the water out of their mouth, either because of laughing or getting smacked in the face, they lose. Well, I'm thinking to myself, this is a great way for me to lose and have fun. So there's a little video uh, that you can check out on Father and Our Future on Facebook of me and my son playing the tortilla challenge. And when he smacked me in the face, he did it twice. And he smacked me pretty good. He smacked me pretty good. And at the end, I spit water in his face because, you know, for me, this is a prank. I can spit it in his face. I'm really winning. But in his mind, I told him the rules of the game. He knew that he won because I spat the water out. And again, he's not beating me in anything in so long. He was beaming with pride (laughs) that he won the tortilla game. That's what he calls it. He wants to play it. He's been asking to play it, not only with me, but also with his mother. He wants to play it because he enjoys smacking at least me in the face with a tortilla. And the fact that he won, it made him so proud. He's done nothing for the last couple of days, but talk about how he beat me in the tortilla game. Now, I don't lay over and die when it comes to games, and that's probably why he's so angry. I'm not going to patronize him by losing on purpose so that he can win. I want him to work, and I want him to know that he won because 
he put in the work. He put in the strategy. He thought about it. He earned it. That's what I want him to get out of that. So I don't go easy on games with him. But I was willing to lose in that game because losing the tortilla challenge kind of makes you feel like a winner. So anyway, he's beaming with pride. And I think we've overcome the whole uh, he hasn't beaten me in anything in a long time. That was the extra story. But let me go ahead and recap, just for the sake of recapping, the three principles that I want you to take out of this. The first one we talked about was the power in communication. Yeah, you can be reactive. Yes, you can give into an impulse. But if you actually take the time to talk to your children and to tell them what is right, not just tell them what not to do, you're going to make a difference. The second thing is be mindful. Okay, We have a goal as dads, and that is to be a better dad every single day. But if we lose sight of the goal, then everything is going to go downhill. And the big one, be in control of you. Because if you are mindful and you still make the decision to just do what you feel like you want to do, you're still not accomplishing anything. It's essentially wasted potential. So be in control of you. And when the tests come and when the hard times arise, do what's right. Be in control of who you are. Because if you will do these things, if you will communicate with your kids, communicate what is right. If you'll be mindful of your mission and goal to be a better dad every single day, and you will be in control of yourself and actually follow through with the mission, not only will you improve as a man and as a dad, but the future is going to be bright because your children are going to go out and make a huge difference in the world. So take that with you. Have fun in the sun and be blessed. Thanks for being with me today. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you will join me next time.